You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Drinking with Authors, the Literary Briefs Edition. I am your host, Erica Lance. My co-host today is Valerie Willis. Which I must behave. I must behave. Be sure to like and subscribe (laughs) and comment. And our guest today for Rapid Fire Questions is Lynn Chantel. Hi. Are you doing that expression of you like I'm going to be written up? Like the you are going to be written up. I like how you were like, and our guest today is Lynn Chantel. Like it was because there's no oomph to it. Where was your oomph? I'm trying to oomph. I just finished unpacking my house. All my oomph is gone. Oh. But I have Blah, blah, blah. I want to host a podcast. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So, Lynn, welcome, welcome. Um, Let's talk about what we're drinking. I'm almost done, which may or may not be a good thing. Um, So I got Wendy's for lunch and I got the lemonade they have because they actually have pretty good lemonade. I Whatever judgments. But um, Skunk Brothers makes Lightning, which is a moonshine which they tell you to mix with the uh, lemonade, which I did. And I've been having a very good time with it. Please and thank you. Mm-hmm. So, um, Val, what are you drinking? An Italian sparkling drink. I'm fancy pants today. And it is the blood orange. Because that's as close as I can get to a paranormal spin on that. <laughs> I would like you to never paranormally spin that again. Lynn, what are you drinking, my friend? I, I'm drinking a wine cooler by, uh, I think it's Seagram's and Pina Colada, and I'm almost done with it. Yeah, cheers. Cheers to that, <laughs> my friend. Okay, let's get this rapid fire party started. Um, right. Let us start with, what is your favorite book of all time? Green Eggs and Ham. Wow. That is a new one. Why is Green Eggs and Ham your favorite book of all time? Uh, it's just something I used to read with my kids and stayed my favorite. I love it. You know, one of my favorite books was is a kid's book. It's not my favorite book of all time, but it's called But Not the Hippopotamus. Oh. And I love that, that book. And I used to read it to my kids. So when my grandbaby was born, that's one of the first things I sent my daughter was But Not the Hippopotamus. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, um, what is your least favorite book of all time? Beowulf. Ooh, Ooh it's a good thing J.M. Paquette's not on this call because she'd lose her shit over you saying that. Why do you do not like Beowulf? Uh, we had to read it in school and dissect it, and it just took all the fun out of it for me. So, yeah, no, I'll pass. No, I can I can understand that. Okay, what about a, a book to like a movie or a TV series or something like that? Is there anyone you thought they did incredibly well? Oh, um, oh, it's actually a couple of them. The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. I that. That's my favorite. Holes. Holes. 
yeah. Um, I thought they did pretty good with those. What about one you think they did an absolutely terrible job with? Ready Player One. Really? That actually came up on a podcast recently. And I, too, one was on the, they did a terrible job side. And the other was, that was my, one of my favorite remake sides. Why did you not like it? It was, you know, up to a point, I'm like going, I I get the whole, you know, you've got to change things to make it fit. But the things that they changed to make fit, it was like, that was nowhere in the book. So, you know, I don't get that part. The only thing, because you brought up Hunger Games, so this is the only thing I will say, is first of all, I love the audiobook of that because it's Will Wheaton, and he could sit and read my grocery list to me weekly, and I'd be very happy speaking of wonderful voices. Um, mm-hmm. But the other thing is that Katniss isn't a likable character to me. Like Katniss is, you know, she just gets broken fairly quickly and fairly mm-hmm. early, and, you know, you have all these other people that make her into a hero type character because they're and I like that I actually like that about the book I feel the same (laughs) about our lovely friend in Ready Player One he is not a likable character the lead oh yeah no no he is not and so the one thing they did with the movie was make him a little more relatable for the general audience did you read Ready Player Two yet yes I did I yeah, he is even more unlikable as that <laughs> book series goes on. Like, which I get it, but unfortunately, he doesn't have the you know um, people around him making it worse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, craziness. Yeah. Okay, what about um, uh, what is uh, one of your favorite? Because you we 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 discussed previously, you write erotic suspenseful but what are some of your favorite tropes oh gosh because you were seeing second second chances. second chances yep uh marriage of convenience uh enemies to friends friends to enemies friends to lovers something like that but definitely right up there is the oh and secret baby oh secret baby yeah. that's a what what are some tropes that you're like nah like hard pass i don't think i really have any you know that's a hard pass well that makes Mm. sense what about um what is something as as an erotic writer that um you go what the hell were you thinking when you're reading somebody else's erotic work uh, for Val, we've all discovered it has to do with squirrels and bushes, but um... <laughs> um, squirrels and bushes out of this. <laughs> oh goodness! Um, I'm literally putting sprung forth like a squirrel from the bushes in my next book. <laughs> That's going in the next book for you, Val. <laughs> Chasing nuts, man. I think it was was this one scene and uh, they'd been in the dirt and you knew they were muddy and and super dirty and everything and then all of a sudden there there comes this this love scene and I'm like wait a minute weren't aren't they covered in dirt and mud and grass and they're still making love like 
no, no, no. I would have been like, we need to find a stream right now. For right, a right. No, there was no stream. There were no handy wipes or wet naps. Just, yeah. And I'm like, okay. I, I get that. Because to me, it's also like when people describe um, sex on the beach and not the beverage. Uh-huh. And I, for anyone who's had sex on a beach, unless you have a, a chair or a hammock or you're standing up, if you're laying in the sand, nah, nah, after a short period of time. Like, <laughs> I don't like swimming in the ocean because it manages to get in your bathing suit without fail. No matter. Yeah. No matter. It's, it's true. I just think some of this stuff, but I think it's funny because they're like, oh, they're all dirty and there's passion, but there's those of us that are like, ew, like, ew, yes, no, 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 wouldn't do that. Yeah, no, no. no. Okay, what about um, if you could be any like mythical or fantastical creature, what would you be and why? Ooh. What would I want to be? Oh, a Pegasus. Ooh, why? Just to be able to soar and fly and, and be majestic. I love that. I love flying. What about mm-hmm. uh, uh, if you could meet any author, who would you want to meet? Dead or alive? or Dead or alive. They could be dead or alive. I, I, they will be in a living form, if even if they were previously dead. So we're not... <laughs> That could get all kinds of creepy, you know. Zombie apocalypse levels. That's so many because you know it's like I want to meet Jonathan Maberry and and um, oh man, Victoria Holt. That would be a good one to meet her. Have you ever met an author that you are a huge fan of? Yes, I have. How does that go? Oh my gosh, I tried not to go fangirl. Uh, but my oh, voice you should always up. go full fan girl. I, I go full <laughs> fan girl. Oh, my voice went up like three octaves, and you know that was just yeah, yeah. It was great. I loved it. It was great. That is amazing and awesome. Um, what? Oh, Val, do you have any questions? You're like not asking. Well, I, I know. I, uh, what is um? Since we write romance and erotica, wh- who is your favorite romance erotica writer? Oh, she's, she's not, she's not gonna, I wouldn't answer that. What the hell are you thinking? <laughs> There's too many. Yeah, that's exactly why. There's too many. Fine. She is in a writing Fine. community, Val. We do not ask these questions and then get Fine. Fine. to her podcast going, what do you mean I'm not your favorite? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I redact that. Redact that. Okay. okay okay when you go to sit down and write do you have a writing ritual like we mentioned playing music do you have to have music every time do you have to be wearing a certain pair of pajamas have a cup of coffee like what is your ritual of sitting down and getting ready to write oh sitting down um no I don't always have to have music um I do have to have at least a bottle of water and a snack next to me that could be anything from 
chocolate-covered raisins or chocolate-covered almonds. Um, those are my two big go-tos. Um, There's a thing there that involves chocolate. Yes, yes, I love chocolate, especially dark chocolate. But yeah, those couple of things. And then when I get really going, I will have a the TV, music, and a book going. So, oh my gosh, so <laughs> many sensory <laughs> overload. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, it, it reminds me of uh, when my, when my boys were, were younger and they would play video games in the living room while I'm writing at the dining room table. So it, it's, you know, the same thing, you know, just kind of that, okay, I need that, I need that noise today so I can concentrate. You know, I think that's really interesting because of course, pre, pre-pandemic happening, I loved writing and so does Val, like in coffee shops and where there's, I put headphones in and I listen to music um, without words. Cause unfortunately, if I hear words, especially a lot of times I'll get wrapped up and start singing the song and then I'm not writing cause I'm singing a song. Um, but I uh, loved being around having just motion happening around mm-hmm. me while I was writing. Like I could get a lot done with that and it wasn't a distraction. And then I know some authors that are like, nothing should move. Turn the air conditioner off. It might <laughs> blow a paper. Nothing should move. You know? Right. Yeah. Did you used to, cause you've been doing this for some time now. It, did you use pre-pandemic and stuff? Did you ever write in like a coffee shop or a bar or things like that? Yes, I, I I did longhand for a long time. So I would always have a notebook and pen with me. And wherever the inspiration struck, I would write. Even if a, even if it was just a scene, I would jot it down and then type it into my computer once I got home. Very cool. Do you have care do your uh do your characters talk to you? Yes, they do. Okay. And Is there ever been a character that you had a hard time writing? Only because they wouldn't talk. And then I was like, oh, I need to use that. That's why they're not talking because they're, they're one of those quiet, uh, sit back and take note of everything. And once I figured that out, no problems. Very cool. Do your characters take you on wild journeys that you were not like prepared for? You're like, no, we're, this is where the story's going. And they're like, no. This is where the story is going. <laughs> yes, they've done that to me. And and then if I if I go in the direction that I want to go, they won't talk. They'll just like, that's not that's not what I said. And I'm like, but this is where I want to go. And they're like, well, that's not where I want to go. And so unfortunately I do have to give in to them. Yeah. Well, no, I think a lot of uh, writers have that where they're if you go in the other direction and then they're like, no. You can go by yourself. I'm going to stay over here. You let me know when you get back. Yeah, it makes it very difficult to write. It, it just, you know, it's like they just stop. They just shut up and they're like, okay, well, you'll figure it out eventually. I'm like, who's the writer here? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, just, we're just vehicles for them to write their own story. That's uh, all. Apparently, apparently. <laughs> so. Do you have favorites? Do you have some of your characters that have been your favorites? Oh, yes, yes. Some of them have been villains um, in Broken Lens. What was her name? Serafina. Yeah, I actually, uh, she was one of my favorite uh, villains. 
in, um, let's see, who else was there? Geneva and Jethro from that series. Um, actually, August from Blind Fury. She was one of my favorites. And then I've got a whole host of other characters um, from my True Detective series. I really do enjoy their protagonists in that one, uh, Carson, Matt, and Natalie. They just, they just, um, they're just kind of close to my heart because they were one of the first, one of the first books that I was able to write after, after a fairly traumatic event. So I was like, yay, I can write again. <laughs> well, that's very cool. What about um, fans reaching out to you about characters? Are you surprised sometimes at the characters they reach out to you about? No, no, I actually don't get a lot of fans who reach out to me. Well, fans listening, reach out. She'd love yes. to talk to you. I, I, yes, Tell her I, about I, some obscure character in the book that you're like, I love Bob. And, you, know, <laughs> you have to go, go Google find who the hell Bob was, you know, like in the book. What about the first time you signed a book? What was that like for you? Oh my gosh. I think I cried. It was, <laughs> I was like, I'm a real author, you know, just that was that was yeah that was that was a really good moment that was a really good moment I'm sure that's similar to the first time you actually held one of your physical books in your hands yes it's like wow I couldn't stop smiling um it was just it was just really great you know it's like oh they want my they want my autograph no I think I think that's amazing and I, I always think that's amazing Val uh let's see what is your favorite weird food combination that you eat boiled eggs with barbecue sauce that is an interesting one hmm. is it like a particular barbecue sauce that it's got to be like is it sweet or spicy or vinegary no it's sweet baby ray's honey barbecue sauce hmm interesting interesting <laughs> trying to decide how i feel about that like, i know i'm like i'm like now i'm like do i have I, some sweet baby rays because now i'm curious yeah yeah it's uh took me a while you know to figure out the type of barbecue sauce that i really liked yeah, and sweet baby rays like ketchup with scrambled eggs and ketchup's not that far-fetched from barbecue this is where my this is where the bad <laughs> yeah but with boiled eggs do you like you're talking like hard-boiled eggs right yes yes Just this kinda... is what i'm talking about it's different than if you're making scrambled eggs Val. right right so, and i love deviled eggs well yeah you can you know spritz a little on your deviled egg too i've done it on an egg salad sandwich oh egg salad sandwich with it on air yeah Okay, I know what Val's going to go figure out how to eat tonight. She's going to go, I tried what Lynn said, and now I'm eating it all the time. And <laughs> so where is some place you'd love to travel to and haven't been to yet? Oh, gosh. Um, I want to go to Egypt, and I haven't been there yet. Want to wow. check out the, yeah, the pyramids, the sphinx. Mm-hmm. Maybe even sneak a is handful there, of sand home. 
<laughs> don't mention that to anybody when you do that because they'll stop you um oh I, yeah I, i've discovered this many times with different things i'm not going to mention the fact that i got from iceland some of the volcanic rocks but oh, i'm cool. also not going to explain how i managed to do that through customs so <laughs> don't don't worry I, I i won't mention that i actually brought home rocks from the bahamas so yeah oh yeah oh oh yeah no you gotta be clever about that shit because they're not on board with you bringing home what they consider wildlife. To bring, mm -hmm. yeah, I was gonna say. I remember I brought back some conch shells from the Bahamas, but I guess that's not too well. I mean, we took our own boat then, so no one was checking anything. Yeah, no, that that doesn't count, Val. You didn't go through customs. You drove uh, there yourself. I drove there on my tiny on the tiny little boat, little twenty one footer. The whole family, ninety seven. The fleet angler hadn't burnt down yet. Where Hemingway beat the guy to death. <laughs> oh <laughs> and wow! There. Like, there's a whole there's a whole thing. There was a oh no, is that place was partying hard on Friday night because. I was on the second floor and bouncing on my bed. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Childhood memories. <laughs> and then my wow. mom didn't know who Hemingway was, and I was very devastated. I remember that. <laughs> like, oh. Well, I'm glad we got to go down memory lane with Val on these things. I'm not quite sure how I feel about any of that. What about a place that you've been that you're like, I never want to go there again? That's a good, that's, that's a good question. Where did that, that one come from? Is that the moonshine talking? Uh, <laughs> you want me to start doing more math? I've got this down. What's up? No. <laughs> Where's some place I've been that I don't want to go to again? Um, hmm, Arkansas. <laughs> oh, I've been, yeah, yeah. What happens in Arkansas? Nothing, nothing happens in Arkansas. Oh, Branson's in Arkansas, right? No, that's Missouri. Uh, and when I did it, would live there briefly for a time. Um, the most exciting thing was watching the, they called them billy trucks, drive from one paper mill on one end of the highway and then the paper mill to the other end of the highway. So that's all you saw were semi-trucks loaded with uh, trees going north and south all day long. That was the most exciting thing. That sounds or like it's not a pet cemetery, so we can move on from there. <laughs> Final destination. <laughs> oh man. So what is a genre that you haven't written in yet that you'd like to? Mm, children's books. I was gonna I was gonna mention that off podcast because I think your little four-year-old detective book needs to be revived. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. We'll we'll be talking off podcast about that. See, I remember that with my uh, lightning valve. <laughs> I'm going to have to try the lightning. I'm going to have to try that with the lemonade. I'm telling you, Skunk Brothers, if you type in coupon code DWA10, you get 10% off. Sweet. They're awesome. 
Oh, is that the same the show? What is that, the sa- is that the same lightning or is it the apple one that the apple pie one that got so good on that podcast Ooh. that one time? You know what? I would like less judgment from you. <laughs> you have two ciders and you're like under the table and you don't I know. remember your name. I yeah, and then I'm so nervous because we were Jonathan Mayberry that I thought it was a grand idea to finish the bottle of wine before it started. <laughs> oh my goodness. So what about um I just had a thought. Do you, are there any books that you reread regularly? Oh yes, there are. There are. Um Let's see. I did the. Let's see, what was the most recent series? I just re, I just reread uh, Brad Taylor's um, Pike series, a Pike Logan series. I just reread that. Um, I've read uh, Harry Potter a couple of times. Um, who is it? The. It's a, uh, what is her name? Sarah Booth Delaney, by Carolyn Haynes. Um, it's a bunch of books. <laughs> I think what else have I reread? Yeah, I mean it's just and Mrs. Halifax. Oh wow! Is there a holiday movie? This came up on the other podcast, so it's now making me think of it. Is there any movie like I rewatch movies all mm-hmm. the time? I I absolutely I have seen I, so I many movies, literally that. hundreds of times, probably because I love rewatching movies. And um, some TV shows, but are there favorites that you have that you watch all the time? Like if it's on, you're watching it. Yes, yes. Um, so, what are your top five favorite movies? Okay, uh, the greatest show on. Oh, yeah, the greatest show on earth. But that's with um, it's an old movie. It's an old movie. Charlton Huston and uh, what's his name? Charlton Heston stars in it. Um, let me see. What else? Top fives. Um, it's a Wonderful Life, The Wizard of Oz, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and there's one more. Mary Poppins. I love Mary Poppins. You know what one that I think is really underrated is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, I love that one too. Yes, that's a great one. I watched that with my kids. They loved it. Either. Yes. You know what? Yes. What was the one I rewatched recently? Oh, uh, Brother, Where Art Thou? I watched because it's just such a great American Gothic Southern translation of the Odyssey kind of vibe. And every mm. time I watch it, I notice something new that they've they've really thought heavily visual on a, like a visual background level of pulling in the Odyssey a little bit. So. What about TV shows? Are there any TV series that you rewatch? Leverage is one of them, and the original Charmed. Oh yeah, yeah. yes. I I just got done re. I, well, I'm almost done rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Season six did not uh, did not hold up well. Season <laughs> six is terrible, but. Um, no, it's really, it's so funny because I told my boyfriend who's watched a few of them with me, but he can't stand it. Um, he, I said, you know, this entire show 
if they had a cell phone, would have been moot. And then I realized, which I had forgotten, that in season seven, they have cell phones. And I'm like, no wonder the damn thing went off the air. <laughs> They're not spending their entire time looking for people, you know? <laughs> right. Craziness. Okay, so let's pick, um, Val, think of another good question, but I'm going to have two, and then you have to think of a good question, oh. giving you lots of warning. Oh, giving me lots um, of who would you cast let's take chef's taste because that's the newest one coming out who are you casting as your lead character oh oh hmm. see i don't know who the who the young hot things are nowadays um they don't you can you can say another person in a certain time frame like Hmm. Who would I pick for those? Okay, Gabrielle Union. Oh, yeah, Gabrielle Union and LL Pujay. Now that would be a combination right there. Mm -hmm. I would enjoy that. Oh, wow. Very cool. Okay. And what is your favorite, favorite outfit to wear while writing? Mm. pajamas <laughs> i love pajamas if i could exist solely in pajamas in life i probably would yeah, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm opposite i have to put pants on i have to have jeans and a t-shirt at the very least to be productive <laughs> i i've i've found myself sitting here staring at the screen for an hour and be like i've fucking done nothing i'm gonna go get pants <laughs> real clothes on and then I'm protective. I don't know so what it Val is. Val is one of those people that has to put on pants if she's going to continue to fight crime today. There you <laughs> go. Mystery men reference. You're welcome. Work that in. Okay, Val, what is your final epic question for Lynn? What piece of advice have you received as a writer that you feel uh, was a game changer for you? Get it on the page. Don't spend all your time editing before you're even finished with the book. Just get it on the page. I repeat that. I preach this one often, Lynn. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for backing and supporting this cause. It's going to be my political campaign. <laughs> Vote for Valerie Willis. <laughs> get it on the page. Yes, I get think it if on she the page. Supporting your campaign, it might have changed your answer. <laughs> 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 okay Lynn shameless self-promotion time where do people find you in your books you can find me at thehouseoflynn.com my books are available at your favorite retailer whether it's Amazon Barnes and Noble Kobo or Apple I am there uh, you can also find me on Facebook Twitter Instagram Pinterest and pretty much any other social media that's out there I love it. I love Ooh. it. I love it. Thank you so much for being on this podcast with us and having your amazing Seagram's Pina Colada. It was delicious. Thank you. I've had, I've had a blast with you guys. Oh, we've had a blast with you. This has been so much fun. Guys, this has been Drinking with Authors, your literary briefs edition. I have been your host, Erica Lance. My amazing co-host, who hopefully will not completely screw this up this time, has been Valerie Willis. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment, and tell us oh, how you 
uh, <laughs> I'm not even drunk. This is not fair. At least when I had alcohol, I could blame it on that. Uh, you can like to subscribe, comment, share. Tell us who you like to see, who you love, and what you uh, feel about us. Uh, we are okay. Are stop talking. You're just making stuff just, up. Now. Our amazing guest is Chantel. We've survived another podcast with Valerie Willis, and we will see you guys next time. All right. Welcome to Earth Station Trek, a show that talks about Star Trek from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. We cover topics like Star Trek versus reality. Did the board get better or worse? Finding the good in bad episodes. Pop culture in Trek. Star Trek pets. Vulcan romance. Religion and Trek. Umox for fun and pleasure. Kirk versus Picard. And why Cisco is better. Plus reviews of all the latest episodes. Check us out on your favorite podcast platform or the ESO network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.